So one of the thing, one of the questions there is about what I talked about on Sunday about not feeling free. Yeah, uh, we're roasting a pile of questions. Oh yeah, that meant to be for you. We're, we're live. Are we actually? <laughs> we are live. Right, <laughs> you, you do the other <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Okay. Yes. Refresh wow. ourselves. Guys. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna shout to the mic because the mics will pick up. So I have to speak to myself. Don't shout. Don't. Hey. Yay. Are you joining us? Oh, I was going to say hi. Mr. Uh, Cotter, if you want to. We did. We're doing live lunch. We're doing live lunch. Hey! Literally live yes. We are literally live right now. Hi! My boss is being such a pain. I have to go. <laughs> I don't know what to do. What a crazy start to live lunch. Welcome back to live lunch. Live lunch. Not this, live brunch. This is so good. Yes. Like we are back at lunchtime and yeah, actually have food. We're live. Are you there's, more of a lunch there's lunch. I never have brunch. I'm back here at the old studio with some new... Artwork on the wall. Season ten. Welcome to season ten of season live, 10. Live, live, live lunch. How many grey hairs one. did you have when we did season one? The answer <laughs> is zero. I have zero hairs. <laughs> the journey we've been on. The, yeah, the, I did watch the last episode we did pre-pan, uh, pre-pan, uh, pre-pandemic, pre-pandemic. Uh-huh. Uh, it's all talking about how we should make the most of the the. Um, pandemic that we were heading into which was like 18 months ago and here we are back with the yellow table the gold line the gold mics food yeah yeah and instagram and all five of you are so welcome to be with us so we are if you're new to live lunch live lunch is we we unpack some of the stuff that was said on sunday in our sermon we're in a new preaching series called your people just looking at some of the nitty-gritty relationships uh, that we have if you might remember we did relational wisdom um, mm. a few months ago and this in some ways is the sequel to relational wisdom relational wisdom we looked at some of the foundations of the principles of relationships and here we're looking at the nitty gritties and I'm joined by the wonderful Matt Cobb so Matt Cobb and we will be hosting Live Lunch yeah let's do it together really exciting dream team yes. right here mm. thank you I'm the I've known Matt for many many years too long uh, too long too long and <laughs> now we are Not doing long. our Live Lunch together yeah and we are joined by the wonderful Jess Kaloki hello Jess leads our student team, but she also runs many businesses, has many. own entrepreneurial staff, and <laughs> just does a lot of stuff. Got I lot do a lot of bits and bobs. Lots of eyes. Yeah. Um, Cubs, anything you want to say? Whilst I tuck into, we've got food from the wonderful book shop. We've got chicken yes. wings and tenders. Um, yes. Okay, that's, that's, they do a really good vegan option as well, so check it out. Mm. Book shop, shout out to book shop. So even it's a I paid for this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're still you're still bringing up their food, yeah. which is still good. Free, pub- free publicity. Yeah. There we go. So, yeah, shall I launch into in terms of what we talked about on Sunday? Maybe we get the ball rolling for our conversation today. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, as Yo said, the new series, Your People, different uh, relationships that we have in our life, from home life, social life, work life, and work is where we really started. And um, we talked about um, your boss. Your boss. I, mean, I picked a passage from First uh, Peter chapter two, and uh, it was really coming from a place of the, the, the passage really talked about honouring those in authority, which is something I think culturally we find very difficult to do, or it's not like the instinct. I think if anyone, um, you know, if you, like I have, you've been in any workplace, the instinct is to be bitter and gossip about the management now, that is just what happens that i think especially british people are good at doing that we're well practiced yes. in that is the general attitude maybe other cultures uh, other different parts of the world might be slightly different maybe the same but um yeah so that it, this goes again this is a very countercultural thing to um 
yeah place to start from and mm-hmm. um, but also what we see in this passage is jesus and how that jesus responded to authorities with honor and respect and didn't you know create a big revolution against the roman empire and like that but actually endured suffering even at the hands of uh, authorities but how do you do that and, and then also the passage talks about how he was free he was free a sense of peace and security and we don't feel that often when whether we what I talked about Sunday is whether we have a good boss or a bad boss and hopefully well hopefully well we'll have an experience of a good boss as well as a bad boss but even though the best bosses we kind of feel we want to impress them we want to please them we want to get in their good books and and or, or, or whatever and we can even feel trapped by that but actually what where the, the message landed was about finding in Jesus the affirmation that comes from God having a relationship with God that goes above he is the highest authority but actually what we receive from him through Christ is grace grace and affirmation and when we have that that is a secure foundation that we can go into the workplace and actually it doesn't you know we can be treated well or treated badly but actually what's what's helping us to endure that is the affirmation from God the love of Christ um, even the, the, the security even if things go terribly you know that even if we lose our job or even if we, we do suffer actually God is working his purposes out and that's, that's a great uh, encouragement that gives us stability that helps us to navigate through um, so yeah that's, that was what Sunday was about Brilliant. we also in our small group term so our small groups kick start this week uh, if, you're on part, if you're part of the Emmanuel community and we highly strongly encourage you to get stuck into a small group they are wonderful opportunities to just connect with people and um, quite often the small groups are built around talking about the preach and unpacking mm. the sermon and stuff that we've heard uh, and it's just a good place to like work out some mm. of your thoughts and I've been blessed by, a lot by being in a small group I'm mm-hmm. being alpha this term mm-hmm. which is exciting looking forward to it are you leading a small group? I am an alpha as well oh great mm-hmm. Well, I'm involved with the sort of pastoral side of the church, and we are sort of doing some uh, refresher small group for all the people Mm. involved in in pastoral. Who, over the last eighteen months, it's not been easy to you know because we haven't been able to get uh, get to people. We've been all stuck in our houses, that sort of thing. So just kind of refreshing, re envisioning Mm. them for the term ahead of that sort of thing. But you got some questions? Yeah, should we? Yeah, so questions off the back of Sunday. Firstly, I mean, I just just be good for groups to just talk about their experience what bosses have you had what authorities related to good bosses bad bosses uh, what's your experience been and then secondly getting into that thing of um you know when we bring our as we all do our insecurities in the workplace and that's where the question you know uh, am i good enough uh, am i can, can i be trusted that's why what our boss says to us or the way that we're treated by them can be so loaded and can have such a big impact on us is because we have those questions in us so what is that how has that played out for you does that resonate with you uh, are you like no i'm, I'm fine i'm don't take it personally at all uh, anything my boss says or has there been an example of where someone you know a boss has said something that's devastated you and or yeah what's your experience of that and then just get into you know i i, I talked even just then about the gospel brings us some peace and security but like what does that actually look like it's easy to agree oh yes it does but then we go into a workplace and we feel stressed so how can we help one another how can we um, actually live live in the good of that day day to day because it's not just something that we know and it happens yeah. like Christians we do feel stressed sometimes mm-hmm. we do feel uh, we have bosses that are difficult to navigate but like how can we help one another to actually live in the gospel that's really that's brilliant. a question I think if you can stand back um, some of that that yeah. I'd love to hear from, from both of you is why do you think that our boss's words can have such a stronghold over our lives where 
know, a, a negative word can just almost mm. lead to mm. quite like strong anxiety and mm. and, and depression mm. uh, and just like really strong feelings of inadequacy and uh, almost like your identity gets feels like yeah, it's being challenged yeah, yeah. and it, it, in some ways they're just an individual who's with some amount of authority over your life and who said yeah. something and it can just send you into a spiral i can say that from experience um yeah and how, how, how do we fight that how do mm. we overcome that mm. just you understand that? yeah i think for me personally i'm just such a people pleaser at heart like wow. And that is so difficult for me. And I'm sure lots of people can relate to that at home. And I just, I want to do the best by everybody. I want to do, I want to look good in everybody's eyes. I want mm-hmm. some form of approval. That is the fleshly heart is speaking. And just like you were saying, there's such a difference that Jesus makes when he affirms us. But in terms of how our boss views us and why that is so precious, I think it's just, I want to make sure that I'm good at this. And also, maybe there's slightly a part of it that's also financially twisted in there. Like maybe money has some form of power over uh-huh. us as well. Of, um, well, they're paying my bills, so I have to do well by them. I have to stick this out because I have to fund myself. And maybe there's some form of security that can get linked up in there as well, I would say. Yeah. I think it's good to... Sorry. Just <laughs> good chicken. <laughs> that's the navigating of uh, live lunch. But to um, you don't actually ever, even as a Christian... Even even when you've been a Christian for years, you don't ever graduate from that. Yeah. You know, I think we're all of us, you know, elder in the church. You're still, we're still prone. I'm still prone to want to Absolutely. please people. People's opinions matter more than to me than they should do, and that sort of thing. So I think it's that constant um, being aware of that and being real mm-hmm. about that, and not pretending that that's not an issue. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so it's easy to you know you can feel that when you're just starting out in your workplace or whatever and you think well i'm just at the bottom of the ladder so it feels like this but you know there's plenty of people that are on top of the organization that are also insecure and want to people people please and um you know and, and the gospel helps us whatever level we're at and um but yeah church pastors need that need that too mm. uh, i think it's a more timely question um with the pandemic and with us working from home quite a bit mm. and a lot of conversations and meetings happening virtually, um, we miss those connections, those physical connections that we have with people. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that does take a bit of a toll mm-hmm. on people, especially during moments of conflict. Yeah. So so I know, for instance, that if I've have, there's a moment of conflict between me and, and a boss or me and uh, another senior team member, um, I find it a lot easier to have those um, conversations in person yeah with, absolutely with and, mm. you know resolve some of that tension or release some of that tension even if it, it's just me expressing what my feelings are on that situation it's not quite the same when you do that online and i think especially for people who uh, a lot of their work is remote or is virtual there's very very minimal in-person conversations sometimes those in-person moments are so lit- limited that you don't really want to spend time mm-hmm. resolving mm-hmm. conflict you, mm-hmm. know, you, you need mm-hmm. to make the most of those moments what would you say to people in that situation who what who are working who are working from home yeah, or who well, don't who, have so that yeah, face so, time yeah with their boss to resolve conflict or just feeling the tension of uh I, I there's there's a relational gap because we haven't met physically yeah mm. i think that's i think that's really tough and i think that's really hard and i think i think company i mean what we're what we're seeing is certain companies saying who have gone like all in on like yeah everyone's gonna work from home yeah we can get the work done and 
and it, I think it, what we're even seeing now is in the short term that's okay but then as you say when the problems start to mm. like resolving problems that sort of thing is not as easy to do remotely so I I mean one thing I would say and I would say this for someone in the church or someone who's not in the church is that um, because these um, the way that someone in authority or, or boss speak to us can have that big impact on us but it can feel much bigger than it actually is and I think even talking it out I think sometimes people can feel very stressed and part of the reason is because it's just going around your head and all of us have this yeah. like someone says something and that comment just gets lodged in your head and the more it goes around your head the bigger it kind of gets 100%. Um, but it doesn't have to. And I think even talking it out, even having people, having friends, having someone in your household that you can just, and this is for, uh, and probably need to say this to people like me who are introverted more because probably extroverts will, you know, want to get this out as quickly as possible. <laughs> introverts don't, you internalize it and then you live with that stress for ages and actually mm. just actually speak. And it doesn't have to be someone who is, um, knows anything about it no it doesn't have to be someone in the workplace to say this is what they said this is how i felt this is just getting it out because you know all the way through the season this uh, this uh, preaching series we are relational beings we're not meant to live alone so if you are in a situation you are potentially isolated what is your support network what are your are you seeing people in person are you talking about this stuff that's going around your head because you need to we need that outlet brilliant um i guess the next question is for you jess is you you, you do work as a part of a team, but, but as I said, you've got like lots of different jobs and things going on. Uh, and, and I know you also run your own business and you're a video editor and uh, creative in our city, doing stuff for people all around the world. Um, in some ways, how, how does the stuff that we've talked about work for you? And I'm guessing there's lots of people with an audience who, who don't work within teams, um, who probably are entrepreneurs, who mm-hmm. are self-employed. Uh, soul traders who musicians artists creatives just doing their own thing um i guess where do you get to outwork some of the principles that we've just talked about in terms of honoring authority and and those relationships Uh, yeah yeah what's the context for you my so i've only started doing freelance work maybe over the past six months or so so quite new to the game but my, the biggest thing that I find so different was there's no one telling me what to do. And I know in this society, like you were saying, it's like, oh, being told what to do. Oh, I hate my boss, whatever. And that's so normal. And then I'm like, okay, well, I'm living the dream on the other side because I've got my freelance. And then it's like, actually, no, it's so hard as well. Um, I, I had to figure out how to set boundaries for myself, how to communicate what was right and wrong in my eyes because I'm my own boss for the first time, which was really strange. Um, so almost to maybe be like, oh, I love my bosses. I'm so grateful for them because yeah. they guide me, they lead me. Um, but in terms of relationally, how I go about working with the people that I do. So the way my business works is it's mainly through messaging that inquiries come through. And for the part, the first couple of months that I started it, I just felt so disengaged with people. Like I was like, okay, great. I can provide a service. I can provide a job. But I was like, well, I just want to get to know people. I want right. to just like hear where they're at, what they're doing. And I know not all businesses get the privilege of doing that, but 
my first thing that I wanted to resolve a couple of months in was I just want to have like Zoom calls with people. So I did, I started like schedule. I'm like, I know we've got business, but if you've got time, I'd love to just hear your story and more about you. And we had Zoom calls and things. And that was a great place to speak about resolutions to difficulties that I had that I just got so frustrated with trying to respond to an email with saying, would you mind doing this? Or could you communicate that better or whatever? Just having that, I know not face to face, but definitely closer to face to face Zoom calls were so much more beneficial yeah wow. yeah um because anything you want to like unpack well you know some questions have come we ask some um you know always invite people to ask the questions about these yeah. uh, mm. these 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 topics and so um some questions have just to come through maybe you you know you might want to have a think about this one one question how do we relate to peers co-workers when we don't share the same attitude to authority or to submitting to authority you know, I know you've worked in a church environment. You've also worked in not not a Christian environment, that sort of thing. And I guess what I've been asking the people to do on Sunday from Sunday is like, you know, you can be different in the workplace. You don't have to engage in the in the gossip. You have a different attitude to authority. But that's that's not easy to do when everyone else, <laughs> you know, if you're the one, it's like you, you can come across judgmental or you come across as holier now in terms of that sort of thing. When um, yeah, yeah, I think it's really it's a really tricky one I guess you've got to know yourself mm-hmm. and so a lot of these principles a lot of the things that I would do are because I know myself um, and I know that uh, I, I can give in to peer pressure quite easily mm-hmm. and, and just get um, enjoy having a laugh and, and go with the flow so I used to be quite careful about what context I put myself in okay um, and I knew if there was a group of of peers who were disgruntled with their mm-hmm. with our boss or, or I, I can cl- I, I can see the situation in my mind um, is I would I would be so I knew if we went if we went down drinking then as mm-hmm. the drinks flowed the conversation loosened and it just just yeah, became yeah, yeah. really not great um, so I, I wouldn't personally I, I just I know some others would because you know <laughs> they're better at it than I am I wouldn't go out as much okay. socially with, with people and I, or I would like leave once I knew mm-hmm. okay you know I think mm. this conversation wasn't going to get nowhere yeah. and I, I, oh, I remember when I became a new Christian right, I used to um, I used to go I, I still mm-hmm. drank and did a bit of drugs uh, and, I, and I used to be with people and have conversations after a few beers or after a joint and you, you know that hey, wait a second this conversation is going nowhere I, I didn't see anybody saved Mm-hmm. in that period I, I don't mm-hmm. think I felt mm-hmm. like I was being really Christian and sharing the stuff that I was learning but it just didn't go anywhere Yeah, and I think just being that's what I would do I, I wouldn't put myself in a context like that anymore I think that you can mm-hmm. loads of opportunities to live the Christian life and show your integrity uh, even with the way you speak and with the way you want to but yeah for me personally I think just mm-hmm. choosing the right context though, that you know for yourself personally is where you would thrive and sometimes being like I'm really sorry I need to go home now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got kids um, it's getting, getting they're always a good excuse yeah, yeah. <laughs> getting situations where you know you just know there's nothing yeah. that's going to come over there mm. yeah I mean that's it because it is because Christ calls us to be in the world not of the world and that like that looks you know really good on paper <laughs> it's like working out what, and I think we do learn by sort of making mistakes and sometimes you know wanting to 
to be an environment and wanting to be salt and light or be a light in that thing and realizing actually this is this fruitful is this helpful is it helpful to me is it helpful to them yeah. um, but there will be other contexts where it is right to go and be there and actually you can be a, a positive uh, influence on people rather than mm-hmm. um, yeah rather than it go the other way but that, that is a that is a good question um, another question that came in and I guess touched on it slightly on Sunday how do we decide when a boss's behavior needs to be called out or when to choose to honor them like Peter and this is this is a real tension that gets right at the heart of this this passage and I think because this this you know I, I said on Sunday this passage from from Peter he's kind of saying honoring authority without caveat he doesn't say if you know, if they're if they're good, honor them. If they're not, do whatever. Yeah. He actually, it just. Now, I think probably what I would also want to say, and maybe didn't say in in the message, is that you know this is one thing that the Bible says about authority is not the whole thing. Sure. And I think that's with this topical series. You know, we're we're just doing you know half an hour, twenty five minute message on something, but we can't say everything that the Bible says um, on it. Mm. And, else, and elsewhere, you know, uh, there's definitely principles and teaching in the Bible that definitely, you know, we can't go along with what is evil. You know, we can and just pretend it's it's okay. Yeah, and just and to, like this honoring authority doesn't, um, you know, that that doesn't go on. Uh, it, what I'm trying to say, that's not more important than other things that Christ said about, about following him and doing what is right and loving and that sort of thing. So if your boss is telling you to do something that is like immoral, mm. like this, you can't apply as well, I just have to do it because that's yeah. what is yeah. in the Bible. It's like, no, no, the Bible also says honor God. And as I said on Sunday, he is the highest authority. But navigating that, like, well, when when can I, you know, if, some, if someone's asked me to do something that is like, is this is this wrong to do it or is it like ah it can be I don't know you've got any th- thoughts on that it is not an easy easy thing to put into practice yeah I, I think the thing comes to mind we chatted about this briefly before we, we jumped into the conversation but maybe now's the time to unpick it um, is the whole Sarah Evrod terrible terrible story that's been mm. in the news again recently wow, with yeah. uh, Wayne Cousinsby um, sentenced to life in jail um, and on one hand you you know you've got, you've got the police force and Mm-hmm. Praise God, my, my interaction with the police has always has only been positive. Um, but the authority of the police are being called into question. Yeah. And I think there's, you know, on one hand, we want to trust in the mm-hmm. the fairness and the justice of the police force. And on the other hand, we've seen it being horribly abused. Mm-hmm. And as mm-hmm. you said, the, the mm-hmm. story that's being told is a story of, of abuse of that authority. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I guess, what would you say to people who are well, holding those two in, like, you're like, what do we do with the situation? Is, is, is it there's one message that says tear down the institution, mm-hmm. and there's a, like, mm-hmm. well, a lot of police officers officers are saying not all police officers yeah. Are, yeah. are like that. Um, yeah. yeah, what would you say to people who are just like wrestling with this this tension at the moment? Yeah, it's a really difficult one, isn't it? And I'd imagine you know just so as well. I mean, Jess, you could probably speak more than I can, but I think that incident which is absolutely horrific and horrible is actually but it it plays into a bigger narrative of it and i think it's a generational thing as well in terms of i mean every generation you go back to 1960 whatever you you know anti-authority is a a generational thing but i think 
I think that, I think Me Too, I think Black Lives Matter, I think all these all these movements, all the, the conversation has very much has an anti-authority mm. aspect to it. I don't know if you would say your people that you speak to, the students you work with, that sort of thing. They're, they're coming from that perspective, I imagine, yeah. aren't they? I guess my part from it would be like, it just shows that people on this earth are corrupt and not mm-hmm. perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, it shows us that um, we cannot be perfect authority, whether we're in a boss position, uh, whether we're in the receiving position, we are broken people. Yeah. And through incidents like this, it's very, very clear to us. Yeah. It's showing us even more reason how God is perfect and he is the greatest authority. Yeah. Yeah. Not just that he's the greatest authority, but he's a just God as well. And he cares about these things. He cares about justice. Um, and I would just say from a response of give your feelings to God, mm-hmm. cry out to God, tell him this is not right. This is yeah. not just, yeah. Yeah. Lord, something needs to be done here. Um, and with prayer also comes action but mm-hmm. with this action it comes from God how would you respond how would mm-hmm. you be loving mm-hmm. in this situation mm-hmm. and it's not um, you know crying out saying I hate these people or whatever necessarily but God how would you respond in love mm-hmm. not to be silent about it but also not to be like immoral like you were saying and not loving so mm-hmm. yeah. I think because one, one of the responses that comes from it is well it is I mean, a lot of the talk is about institutional. This is, you know, it's institutional corruption, institutional racism, institutional abuse of power, um, and you know, what's what's a like, which side do we go on? Is mm-hmm. is it institutional or is it bad apples? In the, that's sort of, that's often the way the conversation yeah. goes, and like, what is a Christian res- response to that? And I've been thinking about this a lot, and I think because in one sense the gospel. Um, one says the gospel says both if like to understand life through the lens of the gospel the gospel talks about sin that everyone is corrupted with sin the humanity that is so if you want to say like is that institutional or widespread or you know implicit or inherent evil badness you know corruption in people that's part of the gospel yeah yeah it does we are all whether you're part of the police force, whether you're part of a corporate corporation, whether you're part of the church, and, that, and that's another thing, abuse in the church, and that's mm-hmm. it's like, you know, and you can say, well, the, the, the Bible, the gospel doesn't have to say anything, say it, have anything to say about that. It's like, well, no, actually, one of the things that the gospel does say is that we are sinful. There is that everyone, there is repentance needed. So in one sense. If we're talking about that conversation, the Christian can affirm that widespread corruption and say yes. So we want. So as a Christian approaching that, it's like I'm always affirming, yeah, it is really bad. But I can also come with response of the, but there is hope because that's not the end of the the story. Mm-hmm. Because the, if you only have that, the solution has to be or just try and tear down everything that's evil mm. and then you just end up tearing down everything because there's evil everywhere yeah. and that it's not like that it's not productive it doesn't get you anywhere it's a reaction um but it's it's not going to build anywhere and 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 in one sense without the gospel we don't have much of a solution we have anger and that's justified anger yeah. we have hurt and and pain and justified hurt and pain but then but then what what, what do we what do we do with it where, where do we go with it and i think with, with the gospel as you as you were saying there jess it's like we also have hope that p- 
people can be healed, people can be transformed. Both the abused and the abuser can find Jesus and know grace. Grace that brings forgiveness, grace that brings reconciliation, but also just grace that brings comfort and healing. Mm -hmm. And many people in our church have been, and even now, are being Mm -hmm. hurt and abused. Mm -hmm. But they're finding grace from Jesus and finding love from him and that sort of thing I could talk all day we probably have to finish <laughs> brilliant well thank you so much for joining us for this powerful uh, first episode back with live lunch we hope you've enjoyed it and thank you so much for being with us Jess thank you for having me yeah. you next week we, Good next fun. Sunday we're looking at your friends theme of friendship yeah I think jo- Joel actually is Joel, uh, Joel, speaking on the that so many friends hopefully <laughs> hope we can hope you know, join us here for a live lunch. Great. Thanks for joining us. See you later. See you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.